We watch one minute of Predator at a time and then discuss. And we are going to be discussing Minute 55 with me, Cliff, from PredatorMinute.com. And I'm Aaron, also from PredatorMinute.com. And we are joined this week. Early in the week, we had Shane and Elise. And Shane has been nice enough to stick with us all the way to Friday. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you back. You're becoming a sort of co-host almost just feel, it just feels right you know yeah, sometimes it, it feels a good fit you you are the only person that i imagine we could get that would actually fit on the team yeah that we see yeah. in predator yeah and uh, again i would still be probably the small i'd be like the would hawkins be. of the team <laughs> yeah you're only 6 one, 250 <laughs> Bro, definitely be the blaine come on we'll keep we'll let you Poncho, keep your uh, chest hot <laughs> I think it's huge. I mean, Bill Duke's huge. They're all just so big, so strong. So I mean, I, I'm I'm wanting, I'm tempted to uh, dedicate this episode to Sammy Hagar. Oh, uh, as the I can't drive 55 oh, episode, which I'll also puts us around the halfway mark. I know that there's a slight discrepancy that we'll run into at the end. I'll end up fixing this. Right. In that the version I have that I split in our minutes stops about halfway through the credits which i mean no one cares at the end usually the credits are sort of a wrap-up time yeah. in these sort of movies by minute podcasts but it still means i don't have an exact representation with the halfway mark but i believe we're basically at it we can we can have that show as optional interesting yeah yeah it'll just Ooh. it'll be there but it's optional whether or not we show up which you probably wouldn't show up because we already got an a plus it could yeah. be like the star wars uh, christmas special of like an afterthought like uh the greatest of all Star Wars. That we try to yeah. destroy at all costs. You know, we try to find every copy of it and destroy it. Yeah. 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 Right. Every copy of the last two minutes of the credits of the 1987 film Predator. I'm excited about this. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> So this actual minute itself. You've reached Friday, all right. Uh, it starts with the Predator, the predator screaming. Uh, it's, we don't know what. It just sounds like an incoherent No, no, we know what happened. No, I mean, we know the Predator screams. I don't yeah. know if he's yelling a word. That might be the Predator version oh, of fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. That was a worse That's Predator impression. Mine, number one, <laughs> yeah. worse. Yours, the second worst. Oh, thanks. Do you want to try and do the Predator scream, Shane? Just since we're all sucking. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, that was awful, too. Yeah, that, that was good. <laughs> I had that <laughs> Ooh, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, now everyone Whoa. just crashed their cars. All right. I know, I'm looking at the sound signature. That's the sound that happened to everyone's cars. Yeah. Here Your speakers aren't blown, ladies and gentlemen. It's just yeah. us being terrible yeah. sounding. I'll, I'll edit that in post. Yeah. Now, you'll edit in post now no one has any idea what we're talking about. You edit what in post? Never heard of it. Uh, I'll just make it louder. And it ends, it ends with louder. Dylan screaming also, yeah. but he's screaming sergeant. Ah. It seems to be the... So this happened earlier mm-hmm. when... Dutch was trying to get Mac's attention. He'd go, Mac, and he doesn't say anything. He goes, Sergeant, and then he looks over. Yeah. And the same thing happens with Dylan. He must, Dylan must have noticed this and be like, oh, that's how you get his attention. So he just yells at him, Sergeant, and then he finally looks over. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I enjoy that. He says it twice, though. So Mac's really in a daze here. Yeah. 
I just I think this could be the flat and the flask probably didn't help because remember he's been boozing it up. Ah, so now he's like literally like a little faded. I think. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, like, come on, he's maybe like one Bud Light drunk if 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 there was such a thing. So I mean, you know, there's not even a buzz probably. That's true. They're sweating it out, especially if the drink that we created. I mean, did you see the beads of sweat? Yeah, he's literally sweated everything. he probably hasn't beat in three days. He sweats so much. So there was a movie actually about like trying to get rid of drunkenness. Did you guys ever see this one? Uh oh. If the people listening at home, if you've seen it, this is going to be a slightly boring couple seconds, but basically they wanted to go through all the myths of how to sort of combat drunkenness, uh, right. go from hot to cold water, like in Princess Bride, coffee, coffee exercise, sweating, mm-hmm. and it's my favorite episode of Mythbusters. Well, there's two. There's one where they strap a rocket to the car, <laughs> and it actually works, and it like blows their minds, like, oh my god, this car's going like 300 miles an hour. It takes off. They're like, it's just going to rip the hood off the, you know, the roof of the car. But the, the drunken myth one is good because Adam, one of the people on the show Mythbusters, he's on a treadmill and they're like, you're going to have to run like at a high speed to sweat and, you know, see how you do on this performance test that they were doing a standard each one. And he busts his ass. He falls <laughs> down, hits his chin, it fires him through the backdrop of the set. It is amazing. <laughs> and they show slow-mo. It's just killer. So anyway, uh, I guess that brings to the point okay. that like yeah. that the sweat's not really helping his drunkenness. And I'd like to believe that he's drinking the drink that we created, right. and that's really what's affecting his j- brain because it's like just really hit him for a loop. Oh God, yeah, it's yeah. so gross. Even though we're having yeah, alcohol. I think um, we can report back next week on how awesome, yeah, the expendable. Yeah, you mean the thing really? that we had on Tuesday? Remember what Elise right. said? Yes. Right, on Tuesday? Of course. Yeah, we forgot to order it on that day. Yes. We'll have it well, tonight sorry. on Friday. We, yes, uh, the days ran into each other, and it's, that's what happened. Sorry. I applaud, my apologies. For the one person at home that still believes in the fiction. <laughs> sorry to ruin your Christmas. <sighs> Shit. Sorry. <laughs> so, we'll fix that in post. Okay, that guy, we'll thank just have you, you reciting the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> guy's so smart. Um, so, so all right. So Dylan's on the radio, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's he's obviously pissed off. Oh, can we go um, back though? Earlier in that, the predator scream actually is something I had a point on. Oh, okay, yeah, and the that's scream. the earliest thing that happens. In that, both Anna and Billy react to it. They hear ah. it, and they clearly show the audience that they hear it. Both of them look up and kind of cock their heads okay, the way yeah, cats or you know these dogs do when they hear something. You know, they tilt their head and they look up. So we're to made to understand that they can hear it. I don't understand why they hear it. No one else does. They're no closer than anyone else. Everyone's within a, probably a five meter spread. And it's weird they get it. I know that they're supposed to be, from a character standpoint, the ones that are most in tune with the jungle because she used to live there and he's a tracker or maybe because he's Native American, whatever the case may be. Mm. But it's odd. Like, it's still a noise. Everyone should hear it. Oh, it's certainly. Like special yeah. dog ears. That only it's just, I think, kind yeah. of laziness with the... Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're doing this for their... Well, building I mean, their character. But I mean, it's not like a dog whistle sense. going off. Like. Yeah. Yeah, their ears work the same as ours, bro. Yeah. I hear that noise. I'm not going to be like... Well, I don't know. I'm not from the jungle. Maybe that's that a bird. Like a, that sounds like a toucan. Well, there is, I mean, there is uh, this phenomenon where if they're if they're really used to just the ambience of the place, uh, and they are in tune to that, and you hear something like that, you might notice, hey, that doesn't sound like anything that's around here. But if you're just coming into the area new, you might ignore it, thinking, oh yeah, just another random jungle sound. Yeah, yeah. that's actually a good point. My. Uh, well, our friend Raul Rosso, who we're going to have on as a guest, I've just mm. decided he doesn't have any say in this. 
he does podcast recording for a living. Mm-hmm. Has a recording studio in Boston and does that. And he says that that's the most common thing that he gets is people calling in or emailing saying, hey, I thought that this was supposed to take place in such and such. You know, this is supposed to be in South America, but that's clearly a blue-footed warbler, which is a English bird. You know, that type of thing that, where if you know it, it sounds so jarring. And if you don't, it sounds like the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. Because at first he was like, this is stupid. Then he realized, you know what, they should just fix this. Just record the right animals or whatever. But it is something that could be happening like with them. They're like, this is not a normal sound of the jungle. That's right. that's weird. And where the rest might have been like, yeah, like Shane said, oh, that's a toucan, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's looking for his Fruit Loops. Yeah. <laughs> it goes crazy. Because they're delicious. cuckoo for them. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> Don't look that up at home. That's, 100%. that's canon knows. now. All they all live in this all serial creatures live in the same universe uh, a shared is sort of an mcu type thing i'd like to see that thank god Disney tony the tiger didn't show up because that would have been bad uh, tony <laughs> tiger versus predator who you Yo, got? Ooh, i got mm, those frosted flakes though i don't know that's a, that's a tough one that plasma rifle though oh boy oh, yeah. show me your tiger or plasma <laughs> rifle uh i'm gonna say i'm gonna say 10 times out of 10 yeah it's gonna go five and five all right. I think I think Tony takes it half the time. I think Predator takes it half the time. It's like a Yogi Berra. Okay. Like, he's going half the time. He wins all the time. No, no, no. no, no. All the no. time he wins. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, continue on with what happens in a minute. Oh, okay. So where were we? Um, so, anyways, Dylan is is talking on the radio. He's obviously upset. Um, so then he tells, uh, I guess he tells Dutch uh, that. They can't get extraction till ten thirty hours. That they're in too far, yeah, still well, in too far. He, and they he won't says ten thirty hours. In. Got it. Only thing he tells Dutch, who's I think been able to hear it the way it's shot. It's, yeah. I think we're meant to understand that Dutch can hear his side of the, at least his side of the conversation. And knows it's going ten thirty hours. Yeah. Got it. He doesn't really fight back on it. He's just like whatever. Maybe actually. So here's my theory. Hawkins had been on the radio. His skill. He would have gotten them in. He, ah. he just is better at handling this. So if not for Hawkins' death, they would have ever. Basically, the movie ends here. Yeah, because yeah. Hawkins. He would have been you more know, convincing. Dylan, yeah, Dylan just goes ten thirty hours. Roger. That would have been a pretty shitty Hawkins movie. Goes, Come on, man! They, you you know, gotta they, get it. Yeah, yeah. And like, we can't land a helicopter. He's like, just drop ropes, bro. We can totally go off the ropes. And yeah, maybe like, he could have oh, been like, bro. Blazer one. This is Hawkins one, bro. Come on, bro. And he'd be like, wait, oh Hawkins, oh come on. Yeah, Air Force I know one. you. Like, I'm coming in now. We We're dropping you. nukes yeah. all around you. We're dropping ropes in two seconds, bro. We've got a Learjet coming to pick you up. I don't know about your friends though. <laughs> Go straight to Tell me another joke about women's gym. We're going to David Buster's after this. Like, what are we talking about? Oh my about? god! So that would be he would be the. Didn't uh, exist yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he had. Well, you got it so mandatory. Threw me out of this whole fantasy. A non-expendable. <laughs> yeah. Asset. yeah. Just the asset. I'm gonna make a new movie called The Non-Expendables. <laughs> this is about Wait, really important the story. Of, no the story of Hawkins. Die. The story of Hawkins. <laughs> and Bill Gates and these people we really and Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Mm. Oh, Hawking. Whoa. Hawking. Whoa. Glasses. Whoa. <laughs> Hawking. Whoa. Dead. Dead. Whoa. Like he's dead, right? Yeah, he's dead. Stephen Hawking. He is. He's dead. Oh. Uh, Recipe, sir. Oh, uh, yeah. Is if you're great? listening to this in the past, when well, that's not true, spoiler alert, he dies. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. 
if you happen to get a hold of this. But he had a glorious scene. life. I mean, this oh man, amazing. Quite a, really outlived. Quite a run. Sucked into a black hole or something. Yeah, I like to believe that. Yeah, something like that. something about yeah space and. It's hard because you know so many of our heroes, due to the amount of information we have, turn out to have some major flaw in them. And he really just seemed to be one of these real greats. Like him and Levar Burton are basically the only or good Stan people Lee. in the world. Stanley. Stanley actually did have some issues. Well, yes, he did, but I'm going to ignore them because okay, I love Marvel like comics. So, <laughs> and he wasn't, he wasn't terrible. I think. No, yeah, he was blown about. He wasn't like a yeah. fight for power. Yeah, he wasn't like a bad person. He wasn't like a, yeah, yeah. So. We've, we've been only slightly off track. Uh, oh, he had a cameo in uh, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, does he? Yeah. Uh, that's Son awesome. For those of you kids know about these oh, things. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so sorry. We've gotten off on... Yeah, okay. So anyways, they're not going to be able to get out. They're going to they're gonna have to wait it, wait through the night uh, and just... Presumably, like, because we assume like 1030 would be like... <clears throat> certainly not now. Yeah, yeah. It's so be a would, while. It would definitely the be the next morning, right? right? Yeah. So this is this is a challenge for them because now they're carrying Blaine. Uh, I get, I don't know if they're carrying anything belonging to Hawking or Hawkins. Hawkins. Who? <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> yeah, they got his radio. So I mean, they got. <laughs> no, I don't know if they brought the minigun along with it. I would have. I would assume they. You know what's so? This it, yeah, that's like so crazy. Like, yeah. like Blaine gets his big. It's just wow. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a cool thing, and it's very much almost overdone now. Is it maybe because they don't have his body? No, they've got it now. Oh, they no. have Hawkins' body? No, sorry. They don't have Hawkins' body. Yeah, they have, they maybe Hawkins that's why stomach. it's like they still but, have hey, doubts about him. kept his stomach, actually. An interesting thing is that the Predator probably chose Blaine <laughs> because he carried that big gun. So he chose him first. Of course, Hawkin, Hawkins was just a... Uh, <laughs> An opportunity kill. Mobile radio. Mobile right? radio. Yeah, yeah. But, but, the, like but it's like mode. it's like he uses this as kind of a setup to take out Blaine hmm. because that's the one. It was a ruse. That really, could oh. probably put a hurt on him because he has that big. Right. I th- see. I think. I think Hawkins was an opportunity kill. I don't think it was. Yeah, part I of think a larger so. Thing. I think it was happy coincidence that Blaine came. But I, th- I think he may have recognized but the predator, also. Predator could have taken any of the other ones out because they spread out. He could have he could have gone one on one with any of them. I think this is my theory, and there's no there's no proof of this in the movie or in the comics. This is just what I think. Is that he did it because he saw Blaine as a threat. That gun is one of the few things. Remember, even though he gets hit by the M60, not that gun, but still, I yeah. think he recognized like. That's some firepower that could actually kill me. Yeah, yeah. So, so take him out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Take him out first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you, you've, you've taken that out of the equation. Right. Now you can just handle these oh, guys okay. with their regular firearms. I thought firearms. you were saying for so the trophy, he wanted his head. No, he, mm. it was like the most strategic kill. That's probably why he he didn't really care about blasting out Yeah, he, his bat, he had the equivalent of a nuclear through. weapon on him. Like, yeah. he had the freaking. He's like, let me just clear this one out of the way. It was like a cheat code. Like, it was like, oh, I have a Gatlin gun. Like, oh, let's kill this guy first. The only other guy that could carry it would have been Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Schwarzenegger and, could have carried it, no doubt. Yeah, and yeah. And obviously Bill Duke. Well, <laughs> so I don't think he's... Obviously. I mean, he's a big guy, but I don't think he could have... He, he would have had, like, the stamina to be able to carry that thing around and use it right And the ammo backpack. Yeah. That magically doesn't Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like... No, it's like a, you know... Sergeant. 
But no one wanted to carry that thing. That's for sure. <laughs> that would be funny. Like, like, will someone carry this gun? Like, I'm not carrying a stupid ah, gun. Like, only that asshole. They should have like a just throw it in the helicopter. See you later. They just put it in the poncho with Blaine, and that's not, damn. This is heavy. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't see it earlier. Maybe he did take it off the helicopter. Now you remember? Like, hey, like, wait a second. Where's my gun? <laughs> like for those old folks that had like those walker, like those uh, yeah. little more right. They should have had one of those for little Blaine, rascal, like, little, a rascal for Blaine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Through the jungle, it's a, a root. Leave but like, with like you know, big all terrain tires. <laughs> okay. You mean an ATV? Yeah. Oh, that's okay, it. that's what those are called. A little rascal for rednecks. <laughs> this show brought to you by a little rascal. Oh wait, ATVs. Whichever one's more insulting. We're sponsored by a class of vehicle, not a company that makes them. <laughs> this show brought to you by the concept so, of ATVs. So then, uh, um. <coughs> I guess uh, after this, after this conversation, or after uh, uh, Dylan tells Dutch, you know what the deal is. Uh, Dutch comes back with, uh, you know, assets, expendable assets. You know, basically rubbing it in, you know. And then Dylan gives him some lip about, well, you know, I can accept that. You know? Yeah, and then, yeah, this is and Dutch is like bullshit. You know, yeah, you're the same <laughs> as the rest of us. That yeah. that isn't what. Like, what? <laughs> That's not a comeback. He's really bad at this. And he's done this a couple of times, so that is not an answer to what the question was or what the statement was. He's like, I can handle it. He's saying, yeah, I get it. I understand that as part of the job. Yeah. He's like, bullshit, the same as the rest of us. He's like, literally, that's what I just said. You know, yeah. like, I'm yeah. saying I agree with that, but it seems to shut Dylan well, up because of the purpose of the movie. But <laughs> like a more natural response, like, no, clearly, no, I see that I'm saying that, yes, I'm the same as the rest of us. Clearly, Dylan is a pragmatist and Dutch is an idealist. I think oh, this yeah. is what, it, what No, absolutely. And this was a very 80s thing to yeah. sell yeah. is that, you know, you're supposed to stand for, you're supposed to have a moral code. Yeah, idealism over and Which is why, by the way, time. Gen X is superior to the millennials. Suck at millennials. Um, just kidding, we love you, millennials. As long as you're listening to the show. If you're not listening to the show, then you didn't hear that. So you're not. Yeah. I'm, As a millennial over there, Shane. Well, uh, an elder millennial. Yeah. I'm borderline. You got some accent. Did you, I, your parents divorce? Uh, yes, sir. Uh-oh, and I uh, actually uh, claim Gen X over millennial, even though yeah. it's not up to me, I guess. No, but, I would uh, say, yeah. If your but hey, nothing against you millennials. You guys are great. Yeah. The avocado toast is great. <laughs> um, actually, I so my regular job is I write and... I am often tasked with discussing the millennials, especially in the workplace, and it has become so annoying and passe to make fun of millennials that mm-hmm. now there's this swing in the other direction. It's almost really, jumped the shark, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like now yeah. it's like, come on, man. It, plus, they outnumber us. So it's right. Like, Gen X is an extremely small population because the oh. boomers didn't have many kids, yeah. but our generation had kids out the wazoo. Yeah. So Gen X is the smallest by far and has the least power because a lot of times in corporate structures and stuff, millennials actually are taking those jobs and Gen Xers are just kind of in it, which happens when you're an anti-authority yeah. you know, generation. You're like, yeah. I don't want to be CEO. That sucks. I'll be mid-management. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting. And these guys actually represent, uh, although they are baby boomers, this is very much a Gen X movie because of the thing you said, this is yeah. very much a distrust of authority on the minutes with uh, uh, Dr. Ambrosio. We were talking about that, mm-hmm. that they're basically saying there's a there's a whole system out there and it doesn't care about you. And 
you know, you need to care about an ideal. You need to care about something bigger than just, you know, doing what the corporation wants you to do. The man, man. And that's what yeah. we're seeing here. Except the conversation doesn't work. It's There's no sense of that. Yeah, it's, you know, like, it doesn't serve their survival, not yeah, one bit. It, you know? it, it serves the purpose of explaining who they are as characters, but the conversation is word salad, it's gibberish, yeah. it's... You know, really, are you going to engage in this sort of philosophical banter at this point? But it's not even, <laughs> you know, the thing I mean, is, it's like they're not talking to each other. They're just saying lines. I mean, literally, but yeah. also... It's yeah, like, yeah. You, it's you know, obvious, yeah. I'm okay with being an expendable asset. He understands his. he's a cog in a machine. Mm-hmm. Saying you're the same as the rest of us is just saying the exact same thing he said. It's not a counter-argument. It just bothers me. But it, it does work because... He wins it in the purpose of the movie, and that he gets the last word in, and Dylan kind of has his face like, "Oh, you got me," you know. Yeah, but at the same time, Dylan doesn't—he doesn't, he doesn't really seem way. like he uh, is ups- like he's not accepting of it. Like he's like kind of like I know, and you know, I, it's interesting. Like okay, so like uh, so like World War Two films and stuff. Like it was all about you know the greater good, blah blah blah. And it, this kind of sentiment didn't start until like Vietnam right. type wars. Yeah, and then it carried on through. You know this era, and even today, obviously, but like it, it didn't start until then, which is very interesting. Yeah, well, you know, I would say now it's shifted. Right now, we're very pro-war in our films and our depictions. In the '80s and in the and, early '90s, we were extremely like, "Oh, the government's up to something." Yeah, questionable of we the motives, authority, right. we question patriotism, we <clears throat> question doing things because we should. And then post 9/11. We became kind of shift, and yeah. our movies were like, nope, soldiers are always right, whatever they do, yeah. you know, because there was a big backlash yeah. against a perceived backlash against Vietnam, right? What I guess a real backlash, and that we were making films, or, and a, as a country, as a culture, we we're like, uh, things we do aren't all that great. And then post 9 11 is like, no, they're always great, shut up, yeah, so, exactly. right? So, yeah. this is an interesting slice of sort of American history. I think it's important, especially for our international listeners, to understand that. This was only a certain period of time. I think, especially nowadays, you usually see, oh, America's great. And we're seeing right here that even their own soldiers, even these people are like, uh, I don't really agree with why. Yeah, you're screwing us over. You're fucking yeah. putting us out in the, to the phoenix to the wolves. Like, yeah. literally don't care about us type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which is very interesting. I think it's yeah, a it's, good thing. Yeah, that I agree. Being I mean, questioned, from that generation, you know, yeah. but. It, it's very indicative of the times. It's just not the way things would be written. Yeah. In fact, there'd probably be yeah. a joke here. Like right? Contro, like was you know, like oh, crap yeah. like that was going. You know, they yeah. almost directly reference. Like, yeah, yeah, they do yeah. exactly. Yeah, which had just happened. You know, so they're everyone's very suspicious of why we would be acting in uh, Central American theater. And right. I mean, that's really what the plot hinges on until the Predator shows up. It's like, oh, we were doing this because of the CIA. It was bad. You know? mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty interesting. I think that. Uh, I think that that's really what the conversation is doing. It's basically just saying, it's like food, you know, it's like bread to the masses. It's like, oh, we know you hate this stuff and we're with you. We're with you. Schwarzenegger's got it. He's a major in the army. He's going to fix it, bro. Distrust everything in the army, which is not generally the case. Even when we had uh, Lieutenant Colonel Owen on earlier, when Dave was on, uh, what, was that four weeks ago? Yeah. Those were, so. yeah, 36 through 30. 40, I believe, or because uh, I'm on 37, and that's okay. that was, yeah, yeah, 36 to 40, I believe, was uh, Lieutenant or yeah, you, Dave, three. Army Dave, yeah. Once you get to uh, you know that field officer rank, there, it, there's a political aspect to it, you have to, oh, yeah, 
And you can't just yeah. go around just being a jerk all the time, no matter yeah. how good your prowess is. You know, you have to have some sort of understanding that you're leading 5,000 people. Yeah, There's going to be people that disagree with you. Yeah. And you need to understand, like, how better to deal with higher ups and with political pressures. And you're almost Real directly receiving these. So, yeah, yeah. He, he literally had to be approved, I think, at major and up, you have to be approved by the Senate. Now, they're generally getting a list of 500 names and just signing off on it, mm-hmm. if I understand correctly. And he's welcome to write in or call in. Or maybe we'll have him on as a guest again. Yeah. Time. But anyway, awesome. so it, it's a little silly to imagine that there would be kind of an anti-war major, but maybe those are the things. And even you know a person like Dave understands sometimes that there's a lot of conflicting pressures, but I think he would sound more like Dylan. I think most soldiers sound more like Dylan than Dutch, and like they just understand the situation. Like I understand that this is not necessarily my choice, but it's my orders, and so I'm right. doing them, and that's okay. Because yeah. that's my job. I sign up for this. Yeah. This is what I'm told could to do. It, could I don't this be agree like with a it, test maybe, but... of the golden rule? When you think about it, like, you know, the whole do unto others as you would have done to you. So uh, based on what what Dylan has said, he is okay with being a a cog in the machine, being expendable. So naturally, he's going to assume that everyone else would want to be, uh, you know, that's how he wants to be treated. So he would treat everyone else in that same way, assuming that they should also be cogs in the machine. Mm. We we might as well do it. We might as well do it because we did it on Minute Impossible and we guessed it the needs of the many Uh, outweigh the needs of the few. Or the one. Spock! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Wrath of Khan Minute. Uh, That was a great movie. Oh, the best, man. I love that movie so much. I'm so sad that they felt the need to sort of remake that. I was liking the way they were going with the Star Trek films, and that they're like, "Hey, hey, hey they're new Star Trek films. That's cool." But and they're just and it's co- cool is in the same continuity in a sense. Yeah. But then the remake too killed me. Like, you can't just keep, you can't do the same thing well, though. Yeah. You got to do something different. I agree. I wish they had done something different. See, I mean, oh, geez. I liked it. Let's, okay, let's let's keep oh, this okay. Predator Man. Let's not, oh, oh. Let's not no, turn let's to Star it Trek. Really Benedict Cumberbatch, they can do whatever they want with Sure, Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah. So I, I love Loves like him. Guy. He's the best. Yeah, it's like best when Tom Hardy ever. was in Nemesis. That undoubtedly is a terrible film, but he's great because mm-hmm. he's oh, yeah. Tom Hardy. Yeah, exactly. You know Venom sales have like skyrocketed in Europe at the time you're listening to this. This is what already happened. Yeah. They're like... It's done 800 million worldwide. Wow. Because and that's all Tom Hardy, let's be serious. Yeah, that's, it's for he sure. Is amazing. Yeah, he is amazing. Yeah, and it's great that we He's a very sexy man. Yeah, we oh, I think we all agree on that, right? Hey, this, I mean, is, this has been this whole week has been a about bro bone men for men. Bro I got a bro boner. <laughs> a bro boner. Tom Hardy. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny, so this this week, this is kind of a good way to wrap up the week. Do we have anything further particular about this minute? Oh, no. I think it's uh, uh because I think this yeah. week has been all on the same theme. I mentioned earlier the sort of man feelings week. Bro and, love. W E A K and W E K. And it's been and it's been extremely eighties as well. You know, mm-hmm. this was supposed to be tough. Nowadays you would show a guy maybe crying or like discussing his feelings. We have like, Giant Depp in the year movie that sucks. <laughs> Giant Depp's great. Not that anything's wrong with Giant Depp, sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. What if we have one as a guest? Oh jeez. Oh jeez. <laughs> so uh-huh. You're right. Sorry, Johnny. I love you, buddy. Yeah. You're doing great. <laughs> you were great in Edward Scissorhands. Pirates are you doing a pirates movie? Yeah, there's another pirates maybe. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably like pirate films. He's probably got ten more of those in him. Something where he always make them. You guys watch Transcendence? <laughs> Uh, yes. Show? yes, it's I not have, great. No, oh. <laughs> but I love Sick Giant Depp. Giant Depp was great in it, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, so this this has been a for. sort of man feelings, '80s men's feelings week, where we got to see a lot, which we didn't really discuss too much, of Max sort of mourning 
Blaine as a friend, as a compatriot, you mentioned respect. It's mm -hmm. obvious that he feels a certain professional respect for him, but also he was his friend. Do you guys yeah. think that like they hung out outside of work? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so like they were going to like like you know, you get back from like a call like a black ops mission, like they're going to the bar together, like oh, hanging for out. Sure. For sure. I think so too. That's what yeah, when you see, yeah. like the expendables totally. and they're all drinking. I don't think I think it would be like a work party where it's like some people hang out with some people and those dudes definitely because they're it's implied especially in later minutes that they're both southern which is why we had the taste of home drink yep and that you know they seem to both delight in each other's hyper masculinity what was that show um I think uh Matthew Landau like there are strange uh roommates or something about like the odd couple? The, uh, yeah, the odd couple, yes. Oh, strange kind of, like the, the odd couple, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay, sorry, I was way off. Guys, sorry, sorry. But the odd couple, that's kind of what this feels like. Is like they were like, you know, like, yeah. like how are these oh, see, friends? But like they really alike. just, you know, they just had a lot of in common, you know. Yeah, they, just, they had a lot in common. Here's what I imagine the pairings off to be. They go to a bar. Here's what I see. I would see those two together. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's canon. It's yeah. canon. This is canon now. As yeah, right, right. Yeah. As soon as we confirm this oh, amongst this us. There's going to be like a canon. comic book the edition of this. Yeah. The, uh, we'll write the sort of cantina yeah. scene of that. Right, right, right. Those two would hang out. Uh -huh. I believe it would be Poncho and Hawkins. Because remember what Poncho early on folds up his plastic tape and throws it at Hawkins, kind of knowing he's going to catch it and giving that look like, I knew it. You're a tough guy. Basically, <laughs> they, <laughs> basically expendables together. Well, like, they know who small, they are. They know who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're hitting it off together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I think the small guys yeah. that hang out, obviously Dylan's not part of the group. He'd be alone. No, on, yeah. No, nobody's hanging out with Dylan. You know, no. He'd be hitting on girls at the bar. Right, yeah. Unsuccessfully. Creepily. Like, and then he'd be, Billy? Wait, wait, wait. Mm. I guess he does seem to rely on Billy. It's hard because we're bringing in to Billy what we know the actor to be like. But I think in the movie, it's confirmed. It seems to be the case that he really leans on Billy and sees Billy almost of the same rank as Mac. Remember, he goes up to him to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, there's not He's a whole lot of interaction like, between them, though. I know, but when there is, it's just between those two. We don't see Billy interact with Maybe they're like quiet drinkers, like kind of like just well, like... Billy and Hawkins have the thing because of the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Billy yeah. gets there... And Dutch is the leader, probably. So it'd probably be a group. So of four, probably Dutch hangs out with with Billy uh, and Hawkins and, and Hawkins. Pacho, yeah. yeah, Billy and Hawkins and. Pacho. Okay, let's be honest. Like, okay, I know like there's a lot of tension between Dylan and Dutch, but they're gonna be sitting next to each other, be like talking about. Well, old they times. used to be homies. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, they're they you know, each other at the start drinking. It's like, hey, this is my bro. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever's happens, happened. At the time of this taping, one of the hottest memes right now is that something kids say. Sure. Is uh, yeah. The meme, have you seen it where it's, I think I mentioned actually on this podcast, where it's just a picture of the arms of yeah. Dylan and Dutch, and it's like, and their fist will be something where it comes you together. son of like a bitch. Chocolate, peanut butter, and like Reese's. Right. Oh, so right. Like, yeah. right. So it's become, but. It's you know, like the black and white cookie. Room. It's like, it's bring, oh, bring everybody yeah. together, man. And coming out of the 80s, too. Yeah. You know, with all that racial tension. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. But I think nowadays, obviously, they wouldn't go out drinking. Say, let's say this mission had gone differently, is what I'm saying. Like, everything successfully. Hawkins, what do you mean? Yeah, Everybody Hawkins lives. is fine. Hawkins just elbows the predator in the face, knocks him out. Bob Wait, why is the predator there? What's that? Why was the predator there, though? Because he's hanging said... out. It's, I'm saying it goes successfully. So in my version, <laughs> okay, okay. this uh, alternate okay, version, okay, okay, okay. Version, sort of what if. All right. A watch the watch. So the thing. predator. The predator's about to hit Billy while he's talking to Anna. He sees the predator. But remember, he's got the sweet reflexes because he caught that tape. Yeah. So yeah, like a, like a mongoose. Yeah, he's like a mongoose. Yeah, so he yeah. just throws up an elbow as the predator's running out and knocks the predator out. Okay. He's like, okay. bros, found this predator. Let's shoot it. And they're like, cool. 
And then since he's got those radio skills, he calls and he's like, bros, need that sweet helicopter ride yeah. for me and my homies. They're like, no problem at all. Hawkins, you're the oh. best. We love you. They go. Now they all go to a bar. And so then at that bar, it's him, Billy, selling more uh, sex jokes to Billy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Billy likes hearing these jokes. Right. And Poncho likes hanging out with Hawkins. And okay. Billy likes hanging out with Dutch. They hang out. Off in the corner, probably starting a bar fight or yeah. just like getting themselves completely shit-faced is uh, Mac and Blaine. Okay. Right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Anna's, uh, I guess she's kind of just floating around, hanging out with them. Dylan's at the bar, creepily hitting on women. Right. Probably Anna. What's that? Probably Anna. Probably Anna, so, right. I, yeah. so probably I, on Anna. I thought you said that the Predator was there too, though. No, the Predator got knocked out and they shot him. Okay, well, I mean, so the Predator's the predator. not there. No, the predator. That's the only thing I had a problem oh, with. I, I was like, no, why would the predator be there? No, the predator just got knocked out. Okay. And killed him. Oh, Hawkins gets him basically. So he's like tied up in the back of the van outside. I think they just shoot him. But you're right. In this version, it would probably be better. If they don't shoot him. They make him like. Well, I mean, I mean, if it was a movie, him. they would like just tie him up so he could escape, and you know, the or movie could they continue. Put him on the team. So we could have a predator too. Oh, so now they've got a predator on their team. Ooh. Yeah. An asset. How would they? Like they reached out to him. Like they're like, hey, predator, here's your options. How could they be sure you want to be part of a black ops operation? World political team, yeah, like or, Super America. What do they have over him to keep him in line? Or we kill him? Oh, that's a good point. Like what do they have over him? It's that or die. I know. But what are they going to implant him with like an explosive? Yes. Oh yes, in the neck. Yes. Yes. Neck, right. neck explosion implant. But we already saw that the predator can just cut himself open, and take it out, and then. Well, that, yeah, but that's, that's, you're thinking of Predator Two now in the new canon. In the new version. Oh, all right. In the alternate history period, too, that's what he does. He escapes and goes rogue. Ah, okay. Oh now, what God. are they going up whoa, against? Whoa, whoa. Like, they're teaming up with Predator and, and Predator Terminator. what? Uh, Which one? Oh, they're going up against the Terminator. They're now. going against the Schwarzenegger Terminator. And so, Which one? Terminator 1 or Terminator 2? Terminator 1. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, they're yeah. going against Schwarzenegger Terminator, and that way Terminator Schwarzenegger gets to do a sort of John claude Van Damme thing where there's multiple people in one film. Like uh, oh, cool. uh, Double Hard. Impact. Yes, like Double Impact. That was a great movie, Which by was way. another 80s thing to do, is to have you... Kids, if, if, yeah. kids, if you're on the age Fight of 30, yourself. check it out. Double Impact. It's Very good movie. Himself. If you're best. over the age of 30, you've already seen it, of course. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why I said under the age of 30, yeah. so you could check yeah. it out. It's great. Yeah, man versus himself, one of the great yeah. themes. Yeah, man versus man. Van Damme versus Van Damme is one of the great themes. Holy crap. I mean, that's the greatest theme. Yeah, holy crap is the name. That's the <laughs> subtitle. It's Predator Two. Colon. I feel like it's like we're calling. I feel like we're putting. Like I feel like we're putting together. The, the I feel like we're putting together like the A team. Yeah, but like there's like 18 members. Yeah, like the and, there's, and there's an alien Predator Two. Like I feel like there's like a little too many members. No, like, are you the right sure? They're fighting one Terminator. You know how hard it is to kill a Terminator. Okay, it varies by movies. Could do it with one hand, <laughs> so, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, well, B. A. Brockus is in. <laughs> oh yeah, he was great. Sure. Yeah, and uh, Captain Freedom from Running Man. Will be in it. Oh yeah. Oh, so Jesse will also get geez, the. We'll do a mirrors. We'll be like Patty Duke. Patty Duke will also be in it. For those of you under the age of sixty-five, Patty. Are you Duke talking about that forty, the nineteen forties actress? Yeah. Oh, she was great. Yeah. yeah. Probably still great. Is she dead? Anyone know? I don't know. Probably. Hey. I mean, 1940s. It sounds like we are done with this week. <laughs> well, all right. We're discussing 1940s actresses. <laughs> okay. Shows that no one has ever seen but me. Uh, and you, it sounds like. I think that still runs currently in Iowa. All right. <laughs> Here's a new show. That's, that's, probably, actually running in the, that's actually probably running in the theaters right now. <laughs> we just caught up. <laughs> but it's only a nickel, so there's a good and bad of everything. This is turning into Freaking Long Friday. Yeah, Freaking <laughs> Long Friday. Hey, you've listened to us. You're already at the bar. You've got your headphones in. You're like, when are these guys going to wrap up so I can get to some serious <laughs> drinking? Well, my friend, you are in luck. 
because we are done, but we are not done overall. No. Oh, we're we'll Sir, ma'am, or however you identify. We will be back on Monday with another Predator Minute. So bad. <laughs> Yeah!